Response to COVID-19. A view from a FTSE 100 non-executive director. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. I'm Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Every first and third Thursday of the month, I speak with those that are serving on boards about topics that are high on the board agenda. All the views expressed in our podcasts are the views of our podcast partners and not those of better boards. In this episode, I'm delighted to talk with Ron Mobet. Ron is non-executive director at FTSE 100 software company Aviva PLC. Welcome, Ron. Thank you so much, Ron, for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. You're welcome. So the world is in the grip of COVID-19 and the economic impact just becomes evident. It would be fantastic to understand how has your work as a non-executive director of a FTSE 100 organization changed since the outbreak? Yes, thank you. Well, I think all of us as uh, non-executives spend a lot of time thinking about what our roles are. And particularly as uh, we go through this effectively health and economic crisis, the big things that uh, we ask ourselves are, first of all, what has changed? What's changed compared to the beginning? And secondly, what will change? Because we know this is a dynamic situation which is evolving very, very quickly. What that then does is it leads us to, first of all, a very strong focus on the present. That's not surprising because so many things are changing. It adds a dimension which most boards are not used to, which is that dimension of health, health for the employees, health for the stakeholders. And so there's a new dimension there that we're starting to bring into the work. And the third one is thinking about uh, the speed of change. And speed of change means, first of all, the safety of our employees can change very quickly as viruses spread, as different pockets of exposure increase or decrease. It means having to move quickly. It means quite a lot of operational load on the executive team and the people underneath them. And it's important for the, the board to recognize that because we have to give some space to the executives to do their work and to recognize that they're now working not just six hours a week, but maybe 80 hours a week under tremendous pressure on the operational side. And then finally, thinking through what bigger issues there are, which may be nascent at the moment, but very soon will become important. So that's quite a strain on board agendas that are already full, as we all know. <laughs> so what does this really mean for the agenda of board meetings? Yeah, so I think, first of all, the strain is mostly felt by the organization and the executives and the, the frontline workers in the organization. And I think we have to, to recognize that. For the boards, I think the board then has to think really clearly about what is the best way in which we can assist the organization. I think the useful reflection is that boards are designed to steer organizations through good and bad times. They're actually very well designed to do that. So the structure, the types of agenda item, I think, are relatively lightly affected. What has changed, in my opinion, the language, the focus on the immediacy, 
of the items, and it leads to a much more direct set of conversations, more direct language in the presentations, if there are presentations, tighter discussions, and interestingly, it seems to me that it brings the board potentially closer together in front of this unitary challenge that the organization is facing. That's interesting. Can you elaborate a bit what has changed in terms of the language that is used in the boardroom? I think we recognize that as we're going through a very fast-moving environment, the way in which communication happens is much tighter. It's, this has happened, this is what I'm going to do next. This is what I know, this is what I don't. So the types of the interaction are a little bit more like you would find, perhaps, to draw an analogy between a pilot and the control tower. Very, very direct communications, as opposed to a more academic or longer cycle type of discussion with more nuance, bringing in, if you like, variety of discussion, where actually at the moment it's much tighter. Did we get it? Did we not get it? How many people are affected? What is happening to cash? What are our customers saying? Those sorts of discussions. So there's that piece which is very much around the everything faster, everything higher impact that comes to bear inside the board meeting. Have you seen that items that you previously have seen on the board agenda have already been dropped and have new agenda items emerged? Well, I think the way to answer that question is that the structure of most boards contemplate the entirety of the, the issues facing an organization. And, and what really moves is a little bit of the focus and the attention to the specific issues that need to be addressed quickly. If you look at the situation today, there are no issues that the organization faced last year that are not still issues. They may not demand the same percentage of time in a board meeting as before, but they will come back. They will be contemplated. They may be contemplated outside of the board meeting. But I think what comes to the fore are the following four items that I think are a little bit different. First of all, this issue about everything faster. What do we need to do now? What do we need to do tomorrow? Do we need an additional discussion? Do we need to send out papers more urgently? Secondly, the size of the external dislocation. We're seeing impact of macroeconomic factors, impact of geopolitics, sectoral impact between transport and manufacturing, software, consumer, etc. And there's the whole issue of internal logistics and transportation moving people. So you end up with external dislocations that have to be discussed. Thirdly, you have the issue about uncertainty. We're managing through a huge amount of uncertainty now. So there's a big discussion about what do we know? What do we don't know? How do we make decisions? Do we need to make decisions when we don't have complete information? And fourthly, there's this continuous discussion about the people. And it's not just how many people do we have? Do we furlough? Do we not furlough? Do we hire? Do we not hire? It's how are people feeling? What is morale? Are we communicating effectively? How is the mental health of the people facing the biggest stress, including the executives? So those are the sorts of things that come to the fore. But the structure of the board means that they can be accommodated in the agenda items that tend already to be in place. So what I'm hearing is that the workload must have increased. Is this fair to say? Well, I would always make the point that the workload for the executive is more effective than any other. They're the ones trying to make sense of what's going on. 
the non-executive and the board may see an additional activity going on, but in the grand scale of things, I would say it's a relatively minor perturbation to, to workload, especially for non-executives. The chair, the CEO, the CFO absolutely will be doing more. And looking towards the future, I mean, I'm hearing in every board evaluation, a lot of the things you are alluded to are quite focused on the present. And I'm hearing so often we want more time to discuss strategy. How much time are you devoting daring to look towards the post-COVID-19 world? So I, I think necessarily between, uh, let's say, February, March and now, a large degree of focus is on the present. But all of us are spending our time thinking about the balance between present matters and future matters. And I think it's the role of non-executives to consider whether these future matters are being addressed and when to start addressing them. I go back to this point about executive load. I don't think it's particularly helpful to an executive who's worrying about a day-to-day -day issue to start introducing a broad, open-ended discussion about the future. What I do think is important is to think about how the non-executives can add value and how that added value changes over time. Right now, I would say there are three things that a non-executive has is a little bit different to the operating executives. First of all, to your point earlier, the non-executives have a bit more time. They may be on two boards, three boards, four boards, but by and large, they have a bit more time. So they can use that time to work on the second piece, which is the bringing of the current outside perspective. What really is happening in the outside world? What are people saying? What decisions are being made by business leaders, by politicians that are going to affect the business going forward? And thirdly, the non-executives can bring their experience of analogous situations to bear to say these are the sorts of things that we can be considering at the right time. But if you look at this balance between now and the future, I think there's a lens which I'd like to offer. The current situation has a very high degree of activity around current impact. Everything's going very fast. Everything's changing quickly. Every day is a little bit different. In the future, that will tail down a little bit. But if you look at the external dislocations that we're facing, right now we're facing lockdowns, end of lockdowns, variety, uncertainty around questions around healthcare, who's getting uh, sick, who's not getting sick, et cetera, et cetera. But the big external dislocations are probably yet the decisions that governments make around economic stimulus, about support, how they pay for it. These are things that will affect sectors, countries, a lot more in the future. Mm -hmm. The uncertainty issues tend to decrease as we go through time. And the people issues, especially about their immediate prospects, whether it's health or employment prospects, also tends to decrease. So the job of the non-executive is to balance a focus on the long term and recognize that right now, we've got a lot of activity around things changing very quickly, around what happens to people right now. And we have to make sure that we have the right decisions being made there. But the longer-term issues will come into play, and it's the time now to be contemplating, gaining information, thinking through but the action steps, I think, come later. So if you summarize, what is it that really matters now? What are the marks of an effective non-executive director? 
as we are coming to terms with the economic impact of this crisis? So the, the non-executives are right now spending quite a lot of time, first of all, supporting executives in their role with their workload and managing that uncertainty. And I think that has to continue right now. Secondly, we just had the discussion about continuing to consider the balance between present issues and future issues. And as I said earlier, but I'll repeat it, that does change. And it's the job of the non-executive to make sure that that balance is roughly correct and to alter it when it needs to be changed. Let's not forget that the executive team is already doing a lot of the right things. And so the non-executive is there to make sure that they are adding value, seeing the things that need attention, where contribution can usefully be made. And when I say usefully be made, as I mentioned earlier, to be helpful to the organization, introducing a subject which is open-ended, that has no conclusion at the moment, may not be particularly helpful. There will be a time for that discussion, but not when we are looking at an executive team which is very much all hands on deck. This crisis is very unprecedented. None of us have experienced such a crisis before. You have had a long history of success in growing and transitioning businesses through innovation, and you had a strong focus always on customer needs. What learnings from your career do you think can you draw on now to master the challenges and be really effective as a non-executive director? Well, let me take a slightly contrary position on this. I think I've heard many, many times phrases like unprecedented, there is no playbook, we've never seen this before. And while I would agree on one level to those sentiments, I think I offer a perspective to say it is our job to look to our experience, to see where analogous situations, which may not be perfect analogies, can be useful in thinking through how to deal with the current situation. Of course, all of us as executives and non-executives have spent most of our careers doing exactly that. But the difference now is we're seeing a lot of things coming together in a team fashion, a global fashion, and an immediate fashion. But there are analogies. And I think one of the things I would offer are that when you look at situations where there has been things like big geopolitical upheaval or economic upheaval, think about the Asian economic crisis in the past. Think about the financial crisis. There wasn't a health dimension, but there was an economic dimension. Most of us with global roles have seen, especially in developing countries, significant disruption. It could be anything from a political, even to a civil war situation where you have massive upheaval, chains are completely disruptive, infrastructure is totally destroyed. And there are therefore analogies that we can draw on and think about how we can apply some of the lessons learned from those into the current situation. And uh, in the early part of my career, working quite a lot in developing countries, some of those aspects, although they're not perfect analogies, can be brought into the discussion here. The next part, and I think all of us can bring something here, which is thinking about how to lead through uncertainty. Very often, we are leading through uncertainty where the uncertainty is pushed towards other people, but our own personal uncertainty is quite low. It is really the mark of a strong and experienced and mature leader to be able to lead an organization where there's uncertainty even for the individual making decisions. And in this particular case, there's an added dimension 
of potentially personal exposure on the health side, which might have very far-reaching consequences as well. And then finally, I think the third point is that at our level, I think we are paid to make a small number of very important decisions. And so thinking through what are the really big important decisions that we need to take and when do we need to take them is the third piece of my experience that I think is relevant in this current situation. Thank you so much, Ron, for bringing in this perspective. It's something we don't hear, we don't see very often. I think very helpful for our listeners. And now I have to ask, of course, we are doing board evaluations at Better Boards. What role can board evaluations play in this process? How can board evaluations really add value in the current situation? I think that's a very good question. And, and I think the way I would think about it is, first of all, as an individual non-executive, I, and I think all other non-execs, are always asking about whether we are adding value as an individual and part of the, the board team. Today, with these big issues and big decisions that I've just mentioned, I think the question about whether the board is working well together Are we interacting well together? Are we able to get to the big issues quickly enough? Can we have the right level of robust discussion and come to the conclusions in the right way, in a robust way? Are we making data-driven decisions? Does the board need additional skills or experiences in order to be more effective? These are the questions which the board can ask. And board evaluations, either self-evaluated or with some outside help, I think are particularly valuable in that's in this current situation. Thank you so much for your valuable insights and bringing a new and a different perspective to the debate. Thank you so much, Ron. Well, I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. How can we help you and your board? We at Better Boards are delighted to hear from you. You can best reach us on info at better-boards.com.